and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Sisters. Yay. Yay. Happy New New. Happy New New. Charlie used to call it Happy New New. Now she she gets mad when you say that. She very adamantly knows the difference now. Yeah. And we miss that. We miss it. Mm. Uh, Welcome to the New Year. It's 2017. So far, nothing terrible has happened. <laughs> I mean, knock on some wood there. I don't not. It's been like, what, 36 hours? I don't know. I, we've made it this far. We, we took our, our first cautious steps into the new year and said, are we, uh-huh. we cool now? I think or, we're good. Are we cool? <laughs> 2016 is over. Thank God. That's something we can all celebrate, I think. Yeah. Um, especially... Can can you guys tell me what happened to Mariah Carey there at the end? Because I didn't oh. see it, and I haven't watched any of the YouTube videos, but everybody's talking about it. And I've seen like I've seen on all the articles stills of her looking very unhappy, although fabulous, also very unhappy. Very unhappy. <laughs> and all the tweets that say the last thing to die in 2016 was Mariah Carey's career. What did she <laughs> did she not sing good? <laughs> what happened? I, I think that, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a big Mariah Carey fan, but I think that this whole thing is, is very unfair to her because it from what I understand, she, her monitor wasn't working in her ear, which anyone that knows anything about how, you know, sound technicians do their job, it's like she's not going to be able to get synced up with the song if she mm-hmm. can't hear it because she's hearing the music on a delay. The audience is hearing it at a different point. Like to try to sing just, you know, on off the cuff with no monitor is gonna sound super bad and then everyone probably just would have been talking about how badly she did Mm. instead she just did that weird spoken word thing but what were her options that's rough i have to say i simply if that if that's the case i sympathize with that we i forget one of our live shows we did i remember um this was for sawbones we the monitor was on like a delay Mm. so everything i said came back to me about uh, two seconds after I said it. Oh, no. And saying anything in like phrases longer than two or three words became almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So I know that that show, it, it sounded like I was I was talking the way mom texts. In broken up little <laughs> sentences that are like three hey, minutes long. Hey, can I talk? Can you talk? 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 Hey. Question mark? <laughs> question mark? Question mark? Hey, you okay? Hey, you working? Hey. <laughs> are you <laughs> on your way home? from school question mark (laughs) (laughs) that was and i know the whole show was like that because i couldn't if i tried to say a longer phrase i just kept hearing it back at me and i was driving myself crazy and i was getting lost in the words and i don't know not in a good way not like i'm getting lost in the rhythm it was (laughs) it was i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) was a little dancey did (laughs) (laughs) it was being lost I kind of like her, her whole, like, as soon as she realized what was going on, her attitude is just like, whatever, who cares? You guys sing. I'm not going to sing. Yeah, These guys said, I'm going to let the audience sing this one. You all can take over. I think it epitomized how everyone was feeling at that last dying gasp of 2016. Where it was like, just get it, whatever. I don't care. Just go. Just be done. And then she just walked off the stage and was like, I guess that's as good as it gets. Like, yeah, that's as good as 2016 gets. <laughs> That's it. That was, that was the epitome of 2016. That's as like good as performance it gets. Art. I was I was amazed. No, nothing <laughs> on her. Uh, and I mean, at the same, like it's Mariah Carey. I think she can do that because she has what, like I think 37 octaves of vocal range. Is that right? <laughs> something yeah. like that? No wait. That's not actually true. <laughs> she but, can I like, mean, break windows with her her high <laughs> highest note. She's the canary. She has what? I mean, can like we say that. it's the most popular Christmas song of all time? Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Easily, easily. So it's that was Mariah Carey. I mean, She's and, and Sid, you, you'll remember this, Sid. Riley, you were probably too young for this. I don't even know if you were born, actually. The, uh, the, what was, the was it Ashley Simpson? The the SNL goof oh, with her? yeah. And her response was to, uh, what, what did she do? She, she did, did some, some weird square weird dance. Sort of, yeah, square dance cowgirl kind of thing. <laughs> Like that's still, I think that still beats out Mariah Carey for the most awkward <laughs> reaction. They to. started playing the wrong song uh-huh. for her, and it became obvious very quickly that she was lip syncing. Mm. Which I suppose many performers I do. Think a lot do. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna like outside performances like Mariah Carey's when it's cold and like you're walking mm-hmm. around and you're wearing very little 
little <laughs> rock star outfits glitter yeah. mesh it was glitter, glitter mesh. mesh yeah it was glitter <laughs> mesh uh and i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw shade at people for that because i have never had to i mean i don't i know this is surprising i'm not a <laughs> world renowned recording artist i've never done like live concerts all over the globe night after night um i have i know that's shocking <laughs> i bet that's hard yeah I bet it's hard. Yeah. Well, and we all have that when something unexpected happens and you're put on the spot. The first thing your brain says is square dance. And you go, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we all live Square dance. <laughs> Do some spoken word poetry. <laughs> uh, I think I'm pretty good at covering when mistakes happen on stage. Whoa. Well, I, uh, okay. I saved I saved the, the lead character of a local performance of Snoopy. <laughs> when I was seven years old. What what did you do, Riley? Thanks for asking, Sydney. Um, this is one of my proudest moments on the stage. Um, I was playing Woodstock, and there was supposed to be a mailbox that came out on stage that had a letter in it that told Snoopy he was Top Eagle. And the mailbox never came on stage because the tech guy was too busy talking to some teenage girls. So I oh. went off stage. I was supposed to get the letter out of the mailbox. I went off stage and pretended like someone had told me something and came back on stage and whispered it in Snoopy's ear. So I didn't have to talk because I'm Woodstock, but there was no mailbox and I covered. Hey. One of my proudest moments. Great job, Riley. But then there was another time just a few years ago when I forgot my line and just kind of walked off stage. So <laughs> there's that too. You know, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part of the Mariah Carey story, though, is her tweet after, shortly after it happened, when she said, uh, well, stuff happens. Here's to making more headlines in 2017. I like that. That's great. Whatever. I think that's bold. No, I, I think that was a suitable end to the year. That was exactly what that's we needed. It wasn't, it wasn't the performance we wanted. It was the performance we needed. <laughs> it was the performance we deserved. <laughs> she batman that. <laughs> Thank you, Mariah Carey. Now let's uh, let's all let's because all you of get course right. listen to our show. Yeah. Thank you, uh, huge fan, Mariah Carey. I know <laughs> you're out there. We just want to say we're still with you. We support you. We've loved you. you for a long time. No. Your hair, your hair is amazing, Christmas and I want it. <laughs> um, so did everybody? Did you guys have a good New Year's? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> I worked. I, I was behind a bar on New Year's, which sounds like it should be really fun. And it is. It's a very fun night to work. But you, you also have to constantly remind yourself that this party is not for you. And so uh. if somebody, five seconds before the ball drops, if somebody wants to argue that they don't think you gave them their credit card back because they're inebriated, that's how you spend your first seconds of the new year. <laughs> you can't choose otherwise. Well, I am sorry to hear that, Tay. Oh, that's, that's fine. Come we to act- the territory. We actually pulled out the day, two days before New Year's. Justin and I looked at each other and said, we have no plans. Um, I wonder if any of our friends don't have plans. Well, of course they do. Obviously, like, I'm sure they do by now. But we'll send out a message and see, maybe they don't. Maybe some of our friends are free. And they were. And they well, came to our house. And we had a part, an impromptu party. Pizza rolls. With pizza rolls. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I find too, as when you get into your parent (laughs) years, if you, if you decide to have parent years, when you get to those years, uh, and you say, Hey, you're also welcome to bring children that usually make things, uh, makes Mm. things a little easier for people. Yeah. Mm. You know, but, uh, but yeah, so we had some of our, our lovely friends over and had pizza rolls and some champagne. Charlie refused to go to bed. So Charlie welcomed in the new year with us. Yeah, I got a great well, little video of her going, Happy New Year! Yeah, she didn't know what was happening, but she was very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I told her, are you excited that it's 2017? And she went, it's not 2017. <laughs> and I was going to say, like, what do you know that the rest of us don't? Or like, <laughs> what do you think it... Like, you don't know what that means. You don't know what the... 27, you don't know what, what, like, what year... You, don't, you have no concept of that as a as a, you know... An idea. So, what are you thinking it is? <laughs> if it's not 2017, it's Trolls movie. It's, Trolls movie. <laughs> like, what do you think it is? It's Poppy. Um, 
I sat at home with mom and dad and we watched movies and TV shows and we were watching uh, The Great American Baking Show and I looked down at my phone and thought, it's pretty late. I wonder if it's midnight yet. It was 12.02. And I looked Aww. over at mom and dad and said, oh, happy new year, guys. <laughs> that was my new year. Now, Riley, as the only cool teen among us, I really expected more. Okay. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Here's what happens when you're, you're young. When you're a teen that is not yet either a, of adult age teen or like a, a party age teen. So like not even a teen anymore, like Wait, 21. Wh- what's a party age teen? 21. So not even a teen anymore. <laughs> um, what happens when you're still living at home and you're still a young teen like me, uh, all your friends want to party and like you want to like go hang out with all your friends, but you don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> Like we all, all of us sat at home and did nothing because all of us wanted to party, but none of us had anywhere to go. Why didn't, why didn't you go to each other's houses? Because none of us could have parties. Because all my friends' parents were at parties, so we couldn't go to their houses with no parents there. Hmm. I didn't want to have a party. Because I'm always the one to have the parties. And I love my friends. Um, I know a few of them listen, but they never clean up after themselves. And it's always <laughs> it's always me left the next well, day after they all leave at noon. And I just want to have a relaxing are, day. And I have to clean up the whole house. You are such an old lady. They never clean up after themselves. Uh, Teenagers stick around to help clean up after a party they're invited to. Yeah, but I think why that's asking leave, a lot of your guests. Why do they leave unnecessary trash everywhere? Did they bring the trash with them? Is yes. That what ha- the, yes. Like, like, uh, their, their clothes and what? food they brought. They why leave. are they taking off clothes? Yeah. Why are what they leaving their clothes? Well, no. like, leave clothes? Like, would they change to go to their pajamas? <clears throat> like, they'll just leave, like, their clothes at my house. And then it's like at school the next week, it's like, hey, bring my clothes. And then I forget. And it's like, now this person doesn't have clothes. Well, I bet they have more than the well, one. Well, yeah, they clo- have more, but like, then it's on me to remember for the next several days to bring their clothes, and I just forget and end up stealing their no, clothes. No, I think that's party tax. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the clothes, you keep yeah. them? Especially yeah. when you add them all up, and like, there are 12 people at your house, and they all leave behind like a thing, and then you're just walking into school with your backpack, barely able to close, and like, you open up to go to your first class of the day, and you can't get out your binder because they're like bras falling they're out of your yoga bag. pants, yoga pants, <laughs> yoga pants, <laughs> yoga pants, and sports bras falling out. I, of I your imagine bag. that's all teenage girls wear now are <laughs> yoga pants. <laughs> yoga pants everywhere. You're like yoga pants and sports bras <laughs> falling out of my bag, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. This isn't what it looks like. This is party tax. <laughs> what What do you think? What What does it look like? <laughs> I murdered all my friends this weekend, and I'm carrying their clothes around. I took these as tokens. It's like collect them. <laughs> oh, what do you think it looks like if you open up your bag to go to your English class to get your binder out and bras fall out of your bag? It's just like you're sitting in your English class it's, with three bras sitting on the outside of your bag and you're like, I am so sorry. I don't it, know what to do It looks do about like this. you're prepared for a sudden growth spurt. <laughs> <laughs> you're just at school like, oh, oh no, those exercises I did that I learned from Greece are working. <laughs> like I, I need to run to the bathroom and change my bra size quick. I do I keep, a- I mean, I do keep extra clothes now in my car, not in my backpack, because uh, there have been several instances where I've stopped to get coffee in the mornings and been wearing white yeah. or a light color and have spilled coffee all over the front of myself and have had to hop in the backseat of my car and change in the school parking lot, which mm-hmm. I, I've learned to be prepared because the first time that happened, I spilled coffee all over a white tank top. Didn't have any other clothes, so I just had to hop in the back seat and turn my shirt inside out and hope nobody noticed. No, no, what you do is you just, you, you open up that cup of coffee, you take off that white tape top, and you just stuff the whole thing inside, and you pull mm. it up, and you twist it, and, and then you, you have a... sticky coffee <laughs> shirt all day. It's, it smells like coffee, and it's a beautiful coffee-like tie-dye. That's the you kind make of thing it work. you would totally see in like a TV show or like, I don't know, an On Archie Project comic. runway when like they're yeah, down yeah. to the last minute. And they're like, I can't just use this white fabric. What do I do? They Stuff see their coffee sitting across coffee. the room. They're like, I know. And, but that would never work in real life. You're right. It would get stiff and sticky. Yeah. And then it would just like be dripping all over and, you for the first part of the day. And Riley's coffee is, I mean, let's face it. It's mostly made of cream and sugar. Uh, and flavor no so. you, you get like peppermint mochas and I stuff i get peppermint mochas yeah that's that not coffee be, oh no. that's not coffee if it was just straight coffee hmm maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> here, here's here's a here's a Pinterest pen. <laughs> Upcycle a stained shirt. Let's try it out. Just, just type one up. Put some jazzy fonts on it. See if anybody does it. Let the world try it out for us. Someone please do this and tell us if it works. You'll, you'll be Dunk saving Riley a lot white of tank clothes. Top and a cup of coffee and tell us if it works. See if you because get a beautiful antique. Well. <laughs> the beautiful antique tank top. It's it aged. was my great great grandmother's tank top, you know. <laughs> Back in the day, they didn't have regular dyes. They forged them from cups of coffee because of the war, you know. <laughs> Probably. The only thing know. is, you yes. can never wash that shirt. No, I mean, I mean, you could. You would just brew coffee in your in your laundry. <laughs> the, I, then you just coffeeed all your clothes. Yeah, That's I, a new I style apparently. No, I was a barista for four years, and I I had my coffee clothes that would only be able to be washed with the coffee clothes, and they were all very dark color because you get a lot of coffee in your clothes when you're doing <laughs> that job. So. So no cool teen party, no Mm-mm. nothing. Did all you my all just decided like, that it's not really a holiday until you're uh, an adult? Do you like? Did you like social media each other all night? Then I mean, text. Do you not know what the word text is, Sydney? Well, I don't. I don't know if text is what like is that the preferred method or did you? Hold on. What's the thing? Story. Each Snapchat. Yeah, that one. No, we did, I just texted all my friends at midnight and said, Happy New Year. What about the gram? Didn't post. Why did I have to post? I didn't go to a party. I don't know. I figured you'd post a picture like of yourself on the couch with like mom and dad in the background. Yeah, and that's, then you'd put, like, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> some sort of like sad emoji and be like, at home with the rents. Wah, wah. That's what you want me <laughs> to put on my Instagram? I don't know. Sydney, you have Insta- an Instagram. Why didn't you gram? Like, at home with the kid. I don't know. I've still... Instagram is hard for me because you can't put words. Yes, you can. In the you caption. can. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's mainly just a picture. That's the point of Instagram, do you, Sydney. Yeah. Do, you know How what, many, do you not use Twitter? That's Twitter is words. Yeah. But, okay, but Sid, knowing the limit of words allowed on Twitter that you use regularly... Mm-hmm. How many words do you need to describe your Instagram pictures? <laughs> <laughs> like what, what are you taking pictures of that also needs to be paired with like some sort of soliloquy? Sometimes thing, I need to put it in context. The only thing on Sydney's Instagram <laughs> is her profile picture that she took on our couch when Justin showed her how to take a selfie for the first time. And it's just her and she's just taking her hair down so she could take a good selfie. And she's kind of going, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like the camera's way above her face. So she's just like looking at you like, hmm. It was I, my first selfie. And your oh, you only did selfie. Oh. I I have I have attempted selfies since then. Have you? I have deleted them all. Dang. I can't do the selfie. I've tried to do the thing a lot of parents do with their children where they take cute selfies with their kid. Like I do with Charlie. Yes, I can't <laughs> do that. That we I look crazy in them. I look it's not good. Like when we tried to take a picture together, the three of us over Christmas, and you said, let's all be fierce. And you shoved your glasses down on your nose and made your eyes really big. And I looked like I was going to attack the camera person. Yeah. Yeah. Which was our dad. <laughs> I wasn't going to attack our dad. I just, my fierce look and my crazy eyes are not far apart, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> maybe yeah, I just, it was, maybe I don't have a fierce look. <laughs> it's sort of like a paranoid and, and perhaps delusional face. But that's what do you okay. want with me? <laughs> that, that's fierce in a way. That's your own fierce. That's a different... I mean, that's Sydney fierce. It's a definition of fierce. Um, back in the day for New Year's, Riley, I did attend some teen parties. Did you? For New Year's. I, there were cool teen parties where illegal activities were occurring. Uh-huh. I was not at those parties. <laughs> Like you were gonna say you were at those parties? No, I wasn't. I knew that they were happening. I was. I would hear the stories at school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I, I did not go to those parties. I mainly went to uh, theater parties <laughs> because it. Well, it was, and we've talked about this before. For whatever reason, within the theater community, when you're younger, there's this sort of acceptance that sometimes co-ed slumber parties happen. Uh huh. And that I found was something that was very common for us, even though a lot of my friends who weren't into theater were not doing that. Yeah. That was not happening. 
uh, we would have these big parties where we would all just spend the night at one person's house, despite anyone's, you know, gender. And we, uh, so New Year's was an easy fit for that because we were going to be up till midnight anyway. So a bunch of parents and your parents usually had plans too, and they didn't want to have to go pick you up after midnight or whatever, if you couldn't drive yet. So we would just spend the night at somebody's house and Mm -hmm. we would all stay up and do wild and crazy things like Like cast all of rent and perform it for the entire evening. (laughs) Sounds wild and crazy. I mean, that was really it. It was, it was, let's watch some Kevin Smith movies. (laughs) And those are movies like, Clerks and Mallrats and Dogma. You showed okay. me those. Well, movies. I don't. I, you gave me a look. Uh, watch some Kevin Smith movies and then perform musicals and drink sparkling grape juice. Always sparkling grape juice. Always the sparkling grape juice. Which, like, I never liked that much. But for know. some reason, I found a bottle of it in our fridge. Sydney actually found a bottle of it in our <laughs> fridge. That The expiration date was 2012, so that just shows you how much I like that sparkling grape juice. It hadn't been opened, no. just well, to it, clarify. Well, maybe it fermented a little, and then you got some real bubbles there. Made wine. And can I yeah. can I make a point about that bottle? Mm-hmm. You, you and mom and dad did not live in your current house in 2012. No, we didn't. So this bottle, which expired in 2012, yeah. was taken from our old house to the new house. Yeah exactly expired yeah that was a dad move that had to be dad dad don't throw away anything save it forever dad um but i did the same thing with with theater people um when i was younger which for some reason it seems like new year's is a holiday when you're young like little like preteen and then is a holiday when you're an adult but it's not a holiday in between when you're a teenager um because when i was little i would always have like a bunch of girls over we would always go downstairs in our big basement and we would like i had enough bed space for everybody like it, it's not like we had to do this but we always set up all the blankets and spread out all the couches and then we would have uh, champagne glasses full of sparkling grape juice and lots of candy and just stay up all night mm-hmm. and watch a ball drop and pretend we were grown-ups and fancy and drink uh, sparkling grape juice out of champagne glasses. Oh, those plastic champagne uh-huh. glasses. Yeah. And wear the hats and the glasses and the little like party horn things. Mm-hmm. And then end up falling asleep by like one in the morning. I remember the first time I had wine and it didn't taste like sparkling grape juice. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great stories. Oh, man. I thought this was going to be like good stuff. Like sparkling grape juice. Like but- Welch's. But grown up sparkling grape juice that makes you giggly, no wine sparkling grape juice that makes you giggly, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I am clearly not someone who appreciates wine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, when I was younger, I used to be really be into celebrating New Year's and would have lots of parties where mom and dad would have parents over and all the kids would come over and we'd party and then family friend get-togethers, but never. Never like rager illegal activity parties. No, none, none of us really did that. I don't think you were into that either, Tay. No, they're, they're, I never had parties with illegal activity or parties, more or less. Um, I I would always just have like a friend over. Like I feel like you, Sid, would sometimes have parties. Mom and mm-hmm. dad would sometimes have like family parties. Yeah. And I, w- I would have like the one or maybe two friend. We would like sit upstairs and watch have. Fushigi Yugi until midnight. Yeah. Yeah. It a lot of it depended, I think, more when we were younger on what mom and dad were gonna put together. And that that is a tricky thing about New Year's when you're a teen, is that because because it is a holiday for all and your parents generally want to engage in it. No, wait, because, what's not, what's not a holiday for all? Well, I mean Valentine's a, Day. Huh? Valentine's Day. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, it's not for all. Uh, well, because it is it is a holiday that your parents generally are going to want to celebrate. Oh. And because for many people, not all, but for many people that involves drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. even if it's just a champagne toast, you're drinking some alcohol. It's not a holiday where you want to be driving a lot of kids around. Yeah. So I think that limits you when you're a teenager and you're not of driving age yet mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, like, well, my parents aren't going to facilitate this and they have their own plans maybe and yeah 
you know, maybe they're going out even. And so yeah. then for us, I know we would occasionally have family parties or mom and dad would throw parties with like family friends mm-hmm. and you would just kind of go along with that. Like, yeah. well, I guess it's like, a. I guess I'm at a party now. I'm at a party. <laughs> I'm at a party. A party was, happened at my house. <laughs> that was the problem with a lot of my friends this year was all of their parents were going out and like leaving them at home. So they obviously weren't allowed to have people over without parents there. So it's just a lot of us at home with no parents like, well, this is New Year's. You needed the one sacrificial parent who was like, I will have them at my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my friends even got paid because they offered to go and pick up their parents and all of their parents' friends who Aww. had been drinking. Um oh, see. And like went and picked them up from their party and like would drive her parents home and then would go and pick up their friends and drive them to their house. Like well, two in the morning, but she got paid for it. Well, she was least, like, I could have gone to a party, but I'm just going get, to get paid. Well, nobody was drinking and driving, so yeah. that was good. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, I, I did have one very notable New Year's, I will say. Did you? Yes. Well, go. I mean, I got engaged on New Year's. You guys were Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. I forgot funny. about that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably good. That was probably my favorite New Year's. I forgot about that. Well, that yeah. was another time we were having a family friend party. Yeah. That was a time. And I have to say, Justin, and I have revealed this to him since, I, ha- I had started to get suspicious that something was happening mm-hmm. because mom and dad would occasionally have parties that were pretty large yeah. where they would have like a lot of family, but then also some family friends. And then you'd get there some were, people from the theater yeah. community. There were a lot of friends they had that had kids my age too. So. Yeah. And so it would overlap. But I remember this being like, this party is getting why are there so many people in this like there are 50 people packed yeah. in like the living room kitchen combo like a lot of like eight-year-old little girls and then like and, and a lot of like and family yes, and, and a lot of more distant like several spaces removed like people like you're coming to this par- surely you have people that you're closer to why are this is weird did you invite them <laughs> who why are all these people here and yeah. i guess it was because everybody knew yeah, Justin was going to propose in front of everybody, which is yeah. very uncharacteristic of him, you know? Yeah, what if public. he'd said no? That would have been a bummer. Yeah, really. Bummer. Start bummer. <laughs> I think he hoped, you know, he asked mom and dad's permission first. How old said, school is said that? no, right? Dad actually said, <laughs> he didn't say no. He said, you can, but I want you to wait until after she's out of med school. Oops. And he, he said, said, well, said, no. <laughs> well, what he said was, that'll be up to her. <laughs> Because he knew that it was up to me, and yeah. I said everything's up to Sydney. Everything's up to Sydney. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he did it more just to like let them know he was going to ask me. Yeah, we're not like yeah. clearly Justin yeah. and I don't have that kind of relationship. I don't think anybody's surprised to hear that. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I remember all of us packed in that living room. Just oh, I, I remember that New Year's, uh, but my I think that the thing I remember most distinctly is I was tasked Sydney. With going to the mall with you to pick out a pretty outfit to wear for that. Oh, yeah. And you didn't know why it mattered so much. And I don't know why it fell on my shoulders to try to convince you to buy something that was like a skirt and pink. And you were... <laughs> and and I love you, Sydney, but you, you, do, you become a whole other person when forced to try on clothes. <laughs> yep. I hate yep. trying on clothes. I hate it. I hate you it. You was like, why is it? Why does it matter? It's just New Year's. We're just at our house. Whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to get proposed to in gray sweatpants. That's what you want. That's what you deserve. Let's just keep trying. <laughs> I was trying so hard just to like jeans and gray sweatshirt it. Like what it is. It is winter. It is cold. I don't care. Like mom and dad are inviting so many people to this party. Chances are I'm not going to like some people there. I'm kind of in a bad mood. Why is this happening? Yep. And you were like, look at this pink skirt. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, I re- it was like a, a pink skirt, like a different pink. There was a lot of pink involved, like a pink top maybe too. It was like a, a champagne skirt. top, like a lacy, yeah. like with a tank under it, like lacy little uh-huh. champagne colored top and then like a pink, like there was like a pink lacy skirt. There was a lot of, it was a very girly outfit for me. It was really pretty though. And once you put it on and we finally got you to try it on, you liked it. And I, those kind I of things don't have to matter, but they can if you want them to. And I think you were happy that you looked beautiful when you got proposed to. I was. Thank you. I was. I liked the outfit. I was very happy. Once Once I looked around, right, because he waited until right after the ball dropped. Yeah. Because he wanted it to be the first thing we did of the new year, not the last thing we did of the old year. Mm. So that we could start the new year off on the right foot. Yeah. I just remember crying. I sobbed. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. cried a lot. You did cry a lot. You cried yeah. through the whole wedding. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> Everybody did. I thought that meant Sydney was going away forever for some reason. And yeah. when she was leaving right after the wedding to go on your honeymoon, I thought that meant you were just leaving. And I was oh. never going to see you again. So the whole wedding, I was like, this is, she's leaving forever. I'm never going to see her again. I didn't realize your tears were sad tears. Mine were happy, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other cry. <laughs> mine, was, were, mine were sad. That, that was probably my best New Year's. I'd have to say. Yeah. It was 2006. Beginning of 2006. I was a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hope mine's late. still out there somewhere, my best New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've okay. had that one yet. You don't have to declare it yet. No. I, they, yeah. No, it's just, I mean, when something that notable, it's hard for me to imagine what's going to top that. I got, yeah. yeah, proposed to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm just ready because this is my last full calendar year uh, in high school. So, so, so your number one resolution is to get out of high school, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. What are, what are, what are, did you guys make resolutions? I don't, how do you make a resolution as a teenager? Like what, what can I resolve to do that will make me a better person when I'm still like a, a teenager? Well, you, okay. Well, College is on the horizon. Have you done everything you need to do to get into the college of your choice and or obtain any scholarships you may be pursuing? Are you asking me this right now? Mm-hmm. Putting me on the spot? I'm putting you on the spot because I know the answer. <laughs> is no. You know the answer is no. Bad resolution. You got a resolution right there. Somebody needs to do more community service. <laughs> Somebody got a really good ACT score. Somebody's very happy with all of their grades and all of their test scores. That's all well uh, and good. What are you doing for your community, Riley? This show. putting this into the community Uh for people to enjoy on a weekly basis seriously though i am now i am now one of the college admissions interviewers and i'm asking what do you do to help your community i don't do anything to help my community sydney all right resolution number one oh my god (laughs) taylor did you make any resolutions um i don't i don't know i feel like that's that's always sets you up for failure like yeah (laughs) But I, I did, I mean, the the end of last year, I, I dipped my toe into the murky waters of veganism, and uh, I did all right with it for a couple months, so I'm going to try to keep going with that. It feels good. really, like, intense to say it's a resolution, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's a good resolution. I, I, I have I have B12, don't worry, Sid. I know, I know. <laughs> I, hey, I have, if you, you are taking good care of yourself, I, I have no problems with your veganism. I will not share you. I will not share your veganism, but I that is fine. I will not force it upon you. I will not object to it. Yeah, right after right after you left, hey, mom and dad were sitting on the couch. I came in. We were just watching TV, and then all of a sudden, mom goes, "Dad and I are going to be vegetarians." It's like, well, not (laughs) no, you're not. That is not going to happen with with our father. Mom could do it. Mom could do it. Mom doesn't even eat a lot of meat, like to begin with. Dad eats it for every meal. Dad loves on everything. Yeah. he also really likes kidney beans. <laughs> yeah, but he really likes meat. Yeah. I just like that I, 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 and I mean, one of my goals was to not, coming home for the holidays, not enforce it on anybody. Like, I'm not, whatever. Like, I'll do my best. It's, 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 a, it's a vacation. But I get home, and the first thing I'm offered <laughs> is a giant freshly baked turkey. <laughs> you told me you told me you weren't being like a hundred percent strict and mom was like i was gonna make a turkey and in the past taylor you used to really appreciate having a freshly made turkey yes i did but but said not being super strict means oh there's some butter on this that's cool not bring me the carcass of the sacrificial bird (laughs) i was i didn't know you missed out. It was delicious. <laughs> it really was. I, I'm sure it was. I, I, it smelled great. And you know who is still eating it? Dad. 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 That, see, that's bad now. That was, ooh. <laughs> two weeks ooh, ago. That was two weeks ago. That needs to be thrown out. Well, that's fermented, too. Everything just becomes alcohol if you wait long enough. It's well, cool. we made a whole turkey, and Sydney and I ate, mm, like, two bites of it. I not a, slightly more than that. Okay, not enough to even like make a dent. So dad sees a whole turkey basically and is like, "Well, going to save this until it's gone." Still not gone yet. Still in our fridge. Dad has hearty gut flora. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> survived it. That's one thing I can say about that. I, I don't, I, I didn't, I guess I made resolutions. I, I shared them with the world on social media and was attacked for them. So I, by family members. So, so I try not to share them very much. Um, but, uh, but I, I'm going to try to do better <coughs> to love people and to be a better educator and to resist. I love your resolution, Sid. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to seek to be less passive. I'm just resolving to make it to senior year. That's that's good. And Sid, I think that's a, that's a, that's a strong one because, uh, you know, I know 2016, we all have, I think culturally agreed it was a garbage fire, but, uh, Mm -hmm. we didn't just magically restart in a new reality because, uh, because it's January first and not just you know the end of December. Like uh, no. we we all this all the stuff that made 2016 terrible, it's some of it's still in place. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So <laughs> no, the the baggage is all still there, and unless I'm we, still tired all the time. Exactly, <laughs> Riley. So that's the most important thing I think we're not addressing. <laughs> can you please resolve to be less tired? I don't think I can help that. This is my team body. Can I say Riley has also been to a doctor? She's been checked out. She's just tired. I'm just tired, <laughs> guys. Just tired. I'm just tired. Like this nothing else wrong with her. I've been to the doctor because mom was concerned about how tired I was. I'm fine. I'm just tired. <laughs> She's just watching Gilmore Girls all night. I'm it's done with very that now. Exhausting. There's a whole hole in my life now. Where Gilmore wow. Girls once was. I, I actually, uh, in addition to resolutions, I always, I always try to do the thing. And I think that most of us do like the first of the year where we decide like, I'm also going to be healthier <laughs> and that will last until the summer. And then I'll feel really good about how healthy I've been. And I'll think it's time to reward myself for the second half of the year <laughs> <laughs> and eat whatever I want and stop exercising and do all the things that we I swore not to do. We all do that in winter. We all kind of go into hibernation mode and yeah. we eat all the foods and we wear baggy clothes. And I, I, I do that. But I, I, I'm going to practice. I don't think I practice any self-care, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty typical for somebody, especially like a, a young parent. When you first start, you know, taking mm-hmm. care of a kid, you you kind of just do everything for them for a while. What? And what? I mean, you're like showering, right? I, okay. Well, I'm showering. Uh, that's not. No, I mean, is that self care? I think that's that's self preservation. There's a I difference. Have my, I have my morning. This is. I think this is impressive. My morning routine from the second I step into the shower to when I walk out of the bathroom, completely dressed, ready to walk out of the door is now down to 15 minutes. I wish I could do that. I could sleep so much longer. 15 minutes. And I walk out with dry hair, what I, what passes for my makeup on, and clothes that are more or less clean every day. Yeah, I wake up at 6 and leave my house at 7.20. So, you know. Well, I mean, I, I'm home for a lot longer, but I mean, there's like baby. Well, yeah. Well. But but I'm going to actually do that. Like, I, I, I promise I we have a bike and I enjoy riding it and like, reading or listening to music or something while I'm riding our bike at home and I'm going to do that. Uh, it's a stationary bike. I was like, no, oh, don't do bike. that. That's no. super dangerous. <laughs> don't read while you ride your bike. What are you doing? I'm go- I've resolved to be a menace to the town this year. <laughs> I'm going to be that clueless girl riding a bike and crashing into things all the time. <laughs> Jesus, it's a terrible idea you have. <laughs> no, a stationary bike. And I'm going to actually use it and I'm going to take a bath every now and then because not yeah. for cleanliness, just because I enjoy relax. it. I, d- I did yeah. that recently. And read in that bath. I think that's something that I don't remember hearing a lot about in the past, but more and more people are talking about self-care and kind of embracing the concept. And I think that's really great because I, I think it's maybe something that people think of as selfish and it's super not like Mm-mm. that's an excellent resolution to make time for yourself, no matter how busy your life is, no matter how much you have, like if, you, if you're out there still looking for something, like find time to take care of you because everything else falls apart when you don't do that first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you become, I think, more efficient in the other realms of your life that you've been prioritizing. You become better at them if you're your best you. Yeah. And and I, I, I obviously, I think that there's an extreme to that. I do not, I don't personally feel fulfilled if I am putting myself before everybody else all the time. Right. I'm not well, advocating sure, sure. that. And I don't think anybody does. Um, but if I make sure that I also, you know, I, I, I had realized 
I, in the last year, I read like two books in the entire year, mm-hmm. which is for me a really low number mm-hmm. compared to how I used to read. And I miss that. And I, I feel like it's stifling my growth as a person mm-hmm. to not continue to learn and experience new things. And, and so I want to make sure I continue to incorporate those things because then I'm a better mom and I'm a better doctor and I'm a better wife and a better sister and a better friend and a better daughter and all those things. Yeah, I, I guess this falls in that category, but I actually started on January 1st um, bullet journaling, which helps you like. Yeah, what is it. that? I've heard it's, about that. It's not complicated, but to get started, like understand what it is. It's basically just a way to organize everything that you have in your head on paper and in a very uh, organized way so that you don't get stressed out, which I find myself, especially like at the end of a semester or getting close to like AP testing and finals and exams and stuff, um, like I will be soon uh, coming up on stuff like that. I found myself stressed with deadlines and projects and other stuff going on. Um, So it's basically just a way to like, here's my month day by day right now at the beginning of the month. I know I have these things to do, but I'm also going to go through each day and write down like I did this today and I want to accomplish this today. So I'm going to write that I want to accomplish this thing or go to this place today and also write down like this good thing happened today so Hmm. i can look back at my month and be like look at all these things i accomplished and look at all these good things that happened and also i'm getting a look at my month ahead of time and knowing that i have all of these things to do on these certain days at these certain times and all these things that are due at these times that seems really positive Yeah, yeah it just makes me so like instead of having all these like deadlines and stuff like in my head just like oh that's right this thing is due tomorrow and i completely forgot about it until i realized that it's the 21st and it's due on the 22nd like i have a lot of things to do and i'm writing them all down so whenever i'm like thinking about i don't have anything to do right now i wonder if there's anything i have coming up i can just open up my journal and mm-hmm. see i have stuff going on well that falls in line with one concept i forget who who proposed it but uh, instead of having a to-do list having a to-did list <laughs> which is like <laughs> instead of like setting up at the beginning of your day all the stuff that you will hopefully accomplish which always gets completely out of hand if you're like me like, yeah but yeah four or five li- you know on the on the list and i'm already like writing a novel but when you reflect at the end of your day of what you accomplished and kind of keep track of it it could be a really positive way to like encourage yourself to do more because you're thinking of that time at the end of the day when you're going to reflect on it, but mm-hmm. also like keep track of your actual accomplishments, which sometimes you need to remind yourself of. Yeah. And, and it's good, I think, Riley, that you're starting to work on that kind of thing now because as you get older, like time management, of course, becomes more important the busier mm-hmm. you get and the more hats you wear. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not a crazy busy person, but. Well, but I mean, that, it's good to develop those skills before you are, because mm-hmm. if you wait until you have a million things to get done and you just don't know how to balance things, how to prioritize, how to triage, it, and you have none of those skills, it's it's really hard to develop them on the fly. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can, but it's just harder. Yeah. But the other thing you can do, too, is I think sometimes there's this like being busy is a virtue where like the busier you are, the better person you are. And if you just nonstop are always doing things, then like, oh, good, you're the best person because you never have a second to stop and think or rest. And that's not true either. Yeah. I think it's got to be because when you when you manage your time better and when you find ways to like celebrate the things you did and accomplish things and set goals, what you also make time for is like living being human and thinking and reflecting and dreaming and wandering and imagining and mm-hmm. spending time. I mean, I think time spent quiet, just, you know, alone mm-hmm. is very important too. And you have, and that can seem like a, like laziness or a waste of time if you don't stop mm-hmm. and, and remind yourself that it's important too. Yeah. I, I agree completely. I think the, the concept of sleep debt is something that we all accept that, you know, you go without sleep consistently long enough and you, you kind of build up a backlog. I think the same is true for just like, you know, like relaxing or, or enjoying yourself or like having time to yourself. You, you build up a debt for that and it it Mm -hmm. sort of leeches into everything. Exactly. Yeah. I actually got a set of 11 uh, bath bombs for Christmas. (laughs) And I, I, it's 11 baths I could take and I made myself promise to take one like at least every other week just so I can chill and have some time to read and relax. Did you get that one that tells you what Harry Potter house you go in? 
No, but I want that. No, but why? Because that's really scary. What if you get the wrong one and then you're just stuck there forever? You're a Slytherin for the rest of your life. There's nothing you can do about it. I well, know what I am in my heart. You can take a lot of online quizzes that would yeah. tell you otherwise. <laughs> but that bath bomb, you've got to soak in that bath. Like if that water turns green, you just have to deal with that. You know, the I'm not I'm not a Slytherin, but... The you know wanting to be in charge isn't necessarily an evil. You know, evil. Cindy, are you sure you're not a Slytherin? <laughs> I'm not. I've taken lots of tests. I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not anti-Slytherin. Please don't take this as Slytherin like you know demeaning. <laughs> you're not Slytherin bashing. <laughs> I'm not Slytherin bashing. I'm just saying I'm not one, and I would be really bombed if that if that's the bath that I took because I, gotcha. I feel like I've gotten everything wrong about me. There's I will a- say I would be too. Because like when you do like the percentages, like that's always the one I have the least percentage of. Oh. I'm never like 100% any of them, but I'm always more fully Ravenclaw and then like 2% Slytherin and like 20% Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, I think that makes sense. And what, I don't know that what you identify with. I know now I'm thinking, what you identify with is a Harry Potter house, I guess is an important thing for you to be able to know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> real <laughs> Back to back to important life conversations. Um, I did want to, since we're talking about New Year's, uh, Riley, something you you can't remember because you were not yet alive. Oh. Was the the scare of the year two thousand? Now wait a minute. You just said I wasn't alive in the year two thousand, but I remember very clearly being born in the year two thousand. Okay, I mean the. the I, uh, do you remember very clearly? Yeah. It, well, yeah. That's one thing. <laughs> one. What do you remember about two thousand and two? I mean the year like the beginning of the year 2000 you were not alive i was new year's eve 1999 half of half of 2000 i'm talking about leading up to 2000 there there was this fear and i riley i don't know if you have heard of this of y2k yeah i've heard uh there was this fear that in the year 2000 all the computers were gonna crash (laughs) the banks were gonna stop functioning properly because it had something to do with and i know like my understanding of this was never great so right now i'm going to try to explain it and i'm probably like 50 percent uh that when we started like marking years in computers like when we first started u- and like tracking data and stuff we just used the last two digits so zero zero well up till 2000 i mean yeah, like you know I mean. 80 something 70s 80s yeah. 90s and so when we hit the year 2000 and all those numbers went to zero, zero, the computers were not going to understand the difference between 1900 and 2000, you know, like they would assume 1900, Wait. <laughs> which Wait. was going to cause Wait. some sort of massive breakdown in banking and data Why collection. Why would it automatically assume 1900 and not like 1200? I guess I guess it would not be any time. It would be a year unknown. Time, time has restarted. In the, year, <laughs> in the year 2000. I don't know. Something bad was going to happen and there was going to be chaos and it was going to be the apocalypse. People were like buying lots of bottled water. <laughs> it was one of those things where everybody went out and bought like all the bread and milk at the store. <laughs> I remember uh, we for Christmas, we all got like, uh, this was from one of our grandparents, we got like a little, a cute little bug that said Y2K on it. And when you dropped him, his butt made a crashing sound yeah. and a, a set of push lights because those operate on batteries. There you <laughs> the go. In case is. the electrical grid went down. <laughs> you have lights. It was, it was really like people thought that was going to happen. Can like it's the end like, of civilization, the end of like the structure of mankind and that it would take us so long to recover that like chaos would ensue in the meantime can you imagine like i don't even you don't even have to imagine when you were there like after the first full day of 2000 like january 2nd 2000 and everyone's like this is everything's fine guys (laughs) (laughs) nothing happened that was it i mean well that's kind of what happened like it was all just okay (laughs) the computer just went like wait you thought we were gonna think what uh we (laughs) We've got to get this uprising thing together. <laughs> These people you are realize dumb. we're going to be sentient and rule you all in another like 50 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think we think time just stop, just all together. Okay, let's get it together. It was very, but it was a very, um, it was funny because it was like, it fit the the kind of 90s, you know what I mean? Like the 90s aesthetic. It's the end of culture anyway. <laughs> the end of society that's what you're saying yeah 
And it the also end of mankind very much fit the '90s thoughts on computers. We had all those movies where hacking was like going through a 3D void of twisty lights. Like we have no understanding how technology works at all. We don't know. Somebody just sits there and keeps. There's a black screen. There's green letters and numbers on it. Somebody keeps typing, and then they go, "I'm in. I'm in." Industrial music is very important in this. I don't know why. They hit some button and go, "It's all set." Go. The alarms are down. I don't know what you just... What did you do? <laughs> the firewall's down. But you know what you really got out of the year 2000? We got Riley. A little sister. That's true. Not that- destruction and death. <laughs> just well, you know, we, we still ha- you still haven't come to your full potential. We don't know yet. <laughs> That's true. Maybe you are the harbinger of the apocalypse and we just don't know yet. <laughs> she is the Y2K bug. She just hasn't come to fruition. <laughs> It was inside you. See, that does sound like a 90s movie. It was implanted inside you. And you we're going to like hold you up to a computer and it's going to hack the computer. Oh, no. You know, the good thing about being born in the year 2000 is I always know how old I am. <laughs> was that a problem? I always know how old I'm turning. That shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't be. It's a really good, really good trick I have. It's a great trick you have. Good trick you have, Riley, it's for remembering your age. It's 2017 <laughs> now, you know, that means I'm turning 17 this year. That's crazy. That, I want you all to take a minute and think about that. I'm turning 17 this year. That Yes, that is crazy. Uh, I agree. Um, when you are interviewing for colleges, please don't tell them about this nifty <laughs> trick you have for remembering your age. Yeah, that's no. Huh. What other skills do you have? Well, <laughs> sir, let me tell you. <laughs> you know how it's the year 2017? <laughs> that means I'm 17 years old. <laughs> gotcha. What else do you want from me? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I, I can also <laughs> quote all of Hamilton. <laughs> Anything else? I got a good ACT score, Sydney. Don't make me seem like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're very intelligent. Mm. You know that. Mm. Um, uh, one more thing about New Year's, and I didn't. I didn't tell you guys. I wanted to talk about this ahead of time because Riley would have said no. Did uh, oh no? Uh, oh God! I want to talk. It's about gonna New be about kiss. bras or something. Uh, oh. About kissing on New Year's. That's a big one. That's a big one. You, now, Riley, I'm gonna guess the answer to this. I already know because I feel like I, I should know everything about you. But have you ever gotten a New Year's kiss? No. No, I didn't think so. Wow, Sydney, what do you think about me? That you would have told me. I would I would have run to your house immediately as soon as it happened, Aww. like 12.02 on January 1st. Sydney, guess what happened? I just feel like I would have known. No, I have not. Taylor, do you remember your first New Year's kiss? I do, but it's, it's, it's really funny now. It was Travis McElroy. Uh, <laughs> really? kiss but that was okay. the first time that i was kissed on new year's uh travis mcelroy wow. was over at a party at our house and he kissed me yep go figure <laughs> there you Never go new weird weird smackroy crossover new year's story there that is a weird crossover story that's in that that's in the back catalog that's in our, <laughs> our know, deep right? cut <laughs> wow um i'm gonna assume my first new year's kiss was one of my ex-boyfriends one JT. of them I'm going to assume that's who it was. I, I dated him through New Year's, and I don't. Rem- he was the first one I dated through New Year's, so like I'm guessing. Obviously, I don't. I don't know. It wasn't. I never had one of those. You know those New Year's kisses they always have in on movies where in movies where like you don't know and like you like somebody and you didn't know it was coming and then all of a sudden it's like New Year's and you get kissed and you're like, <gasps> I never had any of those. No. No, I always just had the boyfriend. Yeah, I was always already dating somebody. Like when Justin kissed me on New Year's when he proposed, it wasn't like shocking. Like, oh, oh. and he kissed me <laughs> first time. <laughs> getting married? That's a choice. Choices. No, not true. <laughs> yeah, I now that I mean, uh, now that I'm an adult, the New Year's kiss has far less of a sort of romantic appeal. But it, it does seem like a weird tradition thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for the past two years, I've just kissed the bartender I'm working with. Just like, you know, and it's like a very shared, like, we're in this together kiss, which I like. I think that's, you know. That's nice. I think yeah. that's good. Well, yeah. yeah. 
Mom and dad gave you a kiss. Yeah, they gave me like a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get a New Year's kiss someday, Riley. I mean, if you want one. And only if you want one. And you make sure that person asks first. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Seriously. Seriously. New Year's kisses are only okay if both people involved are like, do you... Are you, do you want to kiss? But you just said like, you wanted you... that New Year's kiss where someone surprised you and you were no, like. <gasps> I don't mean like surprise me, like grab me and kiss me. I mean, surprise me like, oh, we've, we've longed for each other for oh so long. And now the moment has arrived oh. and we are both willing participants in this adult consensual <laughs> smooch. <laughs> that kind of kiss. This adult consensual <laughs> smooch. So it should begin with a question before it is an action. They, can I kiss you? When the ball drops in the exactly. consensual kiss, it does take some of the steam out of it, but it does also eliminate the risk of it being accidentally creepy. So that's a good, good strategy. <laughs> there you go. I always think at the end of Frozen, when Kristoff and Anna kiss, that's like a really great example. He asks consent. She gives him consent. They're both willing. There you go. It isn't any less romantic than any other Disney kiss. <laughs> I agree with that. So definitely more so than the one with the, the, the girls sleeping. The two were the girls sleeping. How often does that happen? Oh, let's not. <laughs> oh. Oops. Slippery slope. Mm. Happy New right. Year. Well, this is it. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk about the, the other equally romantic New Year's tradition. <laughs> Eating cabbage. Eating cabbage. Time. I thought you were going to go there. <laughs> I don't know why we do it. I asked mom. She said, it'll bring you wealth. And I said, okay, cabbage. That, that is, I know it's connected to that. I don't know what that dates back to, but I know that the connection like is that if you eat cabbage, leafy, you'll have money. Like leafy green, like like money. But I mean, like what like what Maybe? culture, what tradition, where does that come from in the world? Because it's an Appalachian thing. But then I think before that, it's also, it's a Southern thing. It's probably an Irish thing, but I, yeah. I'm not really sure. Okay. A lot of a lot of our area of the country is descended from like Scotland and Ireland, so probably there. I don't know. Who cabbage, knows? cabbage will bring you wealth. And Taylor, you found another weird one. Well, because I saw a lot of my friends posting pictures of the the lucky meals they made themselves, and a lot of them mm-hmm. were making black eyed peas, which I didn't know was a part of that. But uh, mm-hmm. apparently, the idea is that black eyed peas are lucky. This comes from the Civil War, and it's that Northern troops, uh, when they were like. Um, when they were raiding the, the crops and all the soldiers, they would leave behind the black eyed peas because they thought that was food only suitable for animals. So like the Southerners left behind, especially actually the Southern slaves who would then go on to celebrate their emancipation by President Lincoln on January 1st, 1863, had black eyed peas on their table because they were one of the only crops that were left behind. So they were considered lucky and now they you should eat them on the 1st of January to be lucky. So... There you go. It's too late for that because it's second. <laughs> yeah. But you got a bet- whole year to buy some black eyed peas. There's also you could still get in a little maybe there's like fifty percent off luck if you eat cabbage and green eyed black eyed peas now. What green if you listen peas. to the black eyed peas? If you listen to if the black eyed peas. There's also a tradition I thought was really cool. I learned about in Spanish class. I actually just remembered we were talking about food to eat. But on New Year's, apparently in some like Spanish speaking countries um, they have 12 grapes and they eat them in the 12 minutes leading up until midnight. And each one you eat, if it's sweet, that means that month, so like the first one you eat be January, hmm. will be a good month. And if it's sour, then that means it'll be a bad month. Hmm. I never did that. I just, I just, for some <laughs> reason, that just popped into my head. That's cool. But anything, this is like the Harry Potter bath bomb, though. Anything like that that's going to predict things that I can't control. Which is 12 sour brown mushy grapes. <laughs> And then you're like, well, this year's that's it. Goodbye. It's if just a bad year. Now, if they're brown and mushy, they're probably kind of sweet. Or like gross. <laughs> I'm just saying. You could probably like, I mean, if you wanted to make sure, like you could get some like squishy grapes that have been sitting there for a while and you know are really ripe and really sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cheating. That's cheating with fortune and fate. That is wrong. Also, I like grapes way better than black eyed peas and cabbage guys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope that you you both have a very prosperous new year. You but too. Whether or not you ate lucky meals. Ate Taylor's, Taylor's the only one of us getting wealth. She's the yeah. only one who ate cabbage. Um, and uh, I hope everyone listening at home has a very prosperous 2017 that is filled with wonderful things and is much better than 2016. Yeah. That we can all agree on. It was a bad yes. year for everybody. <laughs> there are some good things too. 
That's, hmm. But let's make 2017 good all around. Yeah, let's, let's all lean in on this one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you for everybody listening. Uh, if you want to join our Facebook group, Still Buffering on Facebook, we will let you in if you're not a robot. Uh, you can tweet at us at Still Buff. You can uh, send us questions or comments or topics you want us to discuss at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. Go to maximumfun.org. One, because there are lots of other great shows that you can check out. And two, uh, you can go to maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron if you would like us to send a special message to somebody that you love or care about or like or want to say something nice to on our show. Um, Thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Changed Mine. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was too. Lots of vocal fry. Lots of. Ah. Happy New New. Happy New New. Hey, since I went vegan, this is my new beginning. <laughs> The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper. Over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars? Star Wars. Or Star Trek? Or Star Trek. Fear not, my friends. Mark and Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. We got this. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.